All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like today? Today, I'm feeling dangerous. Okay. So I feel like a hippopotamus. Ooh, those things are mean. Yeah, I, I recently learned, which may, many people may already know, but they're the, actually the most dangerous land mammal, killing over 500 people per year. Do, can't they run up to like 40 miles an hour or something it's, insane? It's 30 miles per hour, but when you think of something that's that, that's that like gigantic, moving at 30 miles per hour, that's pretty wild. It's terrifying. Yeah. which I think I can move at 30 miles per hour. I don't know. What, what do the humans move at? I gotta look that up. Let's see. Yeah, let's see what the fastest human alive speed. Oh, <laughs> wow, we're fucked, dude. <laughs> fastest human top speed is eight miles per hour. <laughs> no, I could for sure do. I mean, I could do 30, though, for a fact. Yeah, but can you, can you imagine, like, you're a human and you're getting chased by a hippo? That just sounds like a horrible experience. No, I mean, at that point, just I'm just going to let it happen. It is my time, and I'm not going to fight that. I think I'd try to, like, yell at or something. Like, you know how, like, when a bear approaches you, you're supposed to, like, start, like, shaking stuff and screaming? Like, I wonder if that works for hippos, too, or it's just kind of like, nah, man, like, you just get, like, crunched. Well, I also love the advice of doing that to a bear. Like, it's the most, it's the epitome of, like, easier said than done. If a yeah. brown bear is approaching me, do you really think I'm going to, like, besides, like, scraping the shit out of my pants do you really think i'm going to be able to sit there and scream and flow my arms i'm going to literally freeze and die yeah you know but okay so question would you rather be chased by a hippo or a bear bear yeah i agree uh, yeah i'd rather be chased by a bear one time when i was in uh I was in boy scouts because i'm an eagle scout i'm a nerd i know how to do a square knot um i was doing a backpacking trip in new mexico for three weeks and on like one of our last days, we like had set up our camp and everything. And they're very serious about like smellables because like a bear can smell a, an apple up to 50 miles away. So like they'll eat anything like batteries, sunscreen, you name it, they'll eat it. So you have to like put it in bear bags and hang it up. We had a bear come through our camp and I was like convinced when I heard the noise that it wasn't a bear. And then I saw the silhouette of a massive creature brush up against my tent and I did not sleep the entire night. I just sat there and stared at the wall with like my pocket knife in my hand. I was like, I'm going to kill this bear if it comes close to me. And that was all we know. We like, we saw trail cam footage of this big old bear just waddling through our camp and he just went on his merry way. See, that's like, a, that'd be like a really like twisted horror movie. You just got a bunch of kids in a camp and there's like, there's a giant bear. <laughs> just wrecking and, then, house. And, then, and then you have, you have like the, the one kid and he's like, kills it with a pocket knife and that's how the movie ends. And it's that would be like, me. He I would become known as, you know, he gets his new Indian name of like. It's the blood that puts it on his face paint, you know, it's like they call him like knife bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get sworn into the clan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like an Okapi. Oh, I've heard of those. I used to play Zoo Tycoon. I put that. You know what that is? I thought I picked something so obscure for people who don't know. And apparently, you're a loser if you don't know what an okapi is. It's a it's a mixture of a giraffe and a zebra. They live in the Congo. Yeah, it's up to up to six feet tall at the shoulder. Damn, that's a that's a big. So my question is like, could you ride it? If there's a will, there's a way. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, why would we not have those? Like, 
I don't understand why we're not going over to Congo and grabbing like tons of copies and, you know, using those as transportation. With gas prices these days, it's yeah. something to consider. Like, can you imagine you have to get like a, an animal to ride instead of like a, a vehicle and, you know, we just like pull in these like different animals and they start breeding them to make sure that they're like better. And then, you know, we get these high class like rhinoceros and you like go, you go purchase a rhinoceros from the rhinoceros dealer. But like they got different models of rhinoceros. Could you still like write it off as like a business expense if it weighs over 6,000 pounds? I think so. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a company vehicle at that point. Can you imagine? I'm just like, that's that's what I choose as a rhinoceros and that's my vehicle that feels i mean it's a little easier you know you got to feed it but you yeah like clean up after it yeah but it's also like i mean it also doubles as like i guess a, a weapon of defense you know yeah. i mean honestly i wouldn't break into a house if they had like a, a rhinoceros cool. as their vehicle of choice yeah things just sitting in the in the garage idling at all times yeah just waiting. Yeah, it's, just, it's just in its stall <laughs> just <laughs> just waiting to go you know what's the top speed of a rhino let's see Real quick, and then we get a. Then we'll get into it, guys. Maybe then we'll get into. We're educating on rhinoceros speed right now. Uh, top speed of a white rhino is thirty-one miles an hour. Top speed so of there's... a black rhino is thirty-four miles an hour. Oh, makes so. sense. <laughs> <laughs> so thirty-four miles an hour. I mean, it's nearly street legal. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's at least get me somewhere. Like I could go to like Kroger. <laughs> and thank you for saying Kroger and not Krogers. I hate when people say plural as if there's an S at the end of that. It's Kroger. Yeah, it bothers I me. People did that. Oh, people do, and it it perturbs me for sure. Jeez. Uh, same with uh, same with Aldi's. It's Aldi. It's not Aldi's. Yeah. Meyer. Yes, that was another one. Yeah, yeah. it's not Meyer's. It's Meyer. Um, I guess we should probably like talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we got a good one today. I think a lot of people will definitely enjoy this one. Yeah. So, so today guys, we're going to talk about, uh, kind of pertinent to balance in life yet again, because it's, we think it's a very important subject, but specifically how to approach vacations, family events, weddings, those sorts of things, kind of our stances as coaches and how we help set up our athletes to have the most success in those moments, because, we recognize even if you are a competitive athlete, like you need to go on vacations and you need to be able to enjoy them and not be, you know, a, uh, not a detriment necessarily, but not the guy walking around the Tupperware bowl to a family dinner, if that makes sense. I'm no, go ahead. Go ahead. This is a great topic because I remember back in the day, I used to be so hardcore into everything bodybuilding that, I feel like I skipped out on a lot of good family or uh, social events because, you know, I was so adamant about being 100% on plan. And I feel like that is a good way over time to burn out. So, you know, I remember I would go on family vacations and I would bring all my meals or like I wouldn't go out to eat with my family or I'd still be trying to go work out at the gym everywhere I was. And over time... And as I matured more in the sport of bodybuilding, I realized that I did not have to do that. Mm-hmm. And if I was not in prep, there was no reason I shouldn't be enjoying some time with family. Absolutely. So 
I remember 2017 was probably the first time I really learned how beneficial a break could be for my body. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went to Gatlinburg, which is a small trip with like my mom and dad. And like we went there and, you know, I ate meals with them. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't plan cardio. I just enjoyed the actual trip. And I remember when I got back from that trip, I was so excited to get back to my training. But it was so good for me mentally to be able to take that break and not focus on, you know, following a plan all the time or, you know, making sure I got to the gym every single day. And that's what I try to teach a lot of my clients is I want you to be able to go on a vacation. I want you to be able to enjoy those family events. And if you're not in prep, there's no reason you should be missing out on those. Yeah. I, no, I agree. And I, and I, listen, I've done the same thing, man. And, and granted, I personally haven't been on a vacation since 2019. It's probably something I need to do soon. Um, I mean, I do travel frequently and, and that's where I can kind of share how I approach traveling um, to be able to stick to my plan as best as I can. But as far as like family events go, um, you know, ultimately the sport is very important to all of us, right? It's a, it's a huge part of who we are, but it's not all that we are. And ultimately, you know, in recent years of losing loved ones and everything else, I've, I've come to recognize how important family time is. And, and a large part of most communal things is the food aspect of it, right? Eating with loved ones. And that tends to be where we draw the line and say, I can't go because food, right? Or I can't go because I, whatever it may be, or you're the guy bringing your Tupperware bowl, right? And there's a time and a place for that, you know, like a show prep situation. But if you're not in show prep, I think it's very important to share a meal with loved ones. That's why I give free meals to most of my athletes weekly for the communal side of things, because I want you to go enjoy food with your people and share a similar meal and not be, because even if you go and like, it is very important to at least be president. Um, if you are eating something else that wasn't there, it's still kind of, at least from my personal experience, kind of feels like I'm still not necessarily a part of the, the connection you know what I mean? Like as far as with eating with everybody. Um, and from like a vacation standpoint too, like, if you're going to, you know, spend time with your family on vacation, you shouldn't be in the gym for four hours of the day, right? You should be with your family. That's why yeah. you're there, you know? So th- that's a huge thing for a lot of my clients is like they they will tell me like, hey, I'm going to start with you after I go on vacation. Or like, I want to start with you, but I have these trips planned. And I'm like, well, you know, part of my job as a coach is to make sure that you get results and learn how to do those things. Yeah. So that throughout life, you can still go on a vacation and get progress and it's possible. (laughs) So what I do as a coach is I send out what I call my vacation guidelines, which Mm -hmm. if you're a client of mine and you've ever went on vacation and you've actually told me before you go, I always send these out to everybody Mm -hmm. and go over just a few things that I like to do is number one. I mean, I don't force people to bring all their food with them. I often, the guidelines are there for you. I want you to enjoy your trip. Mm-hmm. So I'll have people do, you know, three to four meals a day, right? I typically set an eating window. So for example, my eating window when I go on trips is normally like 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Uh-huh. Instead of, you know, normally I'm eating 8 a.m. till 10 p.m., yeah. right? So it's a smaller eating window. I, I use a lot of the time in the morning before I eat my first meal and break my fast to do like walking or explore. 
Yeah. And then, you know, I don't have to feel like I have to eat first in the morning. So I'll go walk on the beach or, you know, I'll go explore the town we're in. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll find a place to go ahead and have my first meal and it'll be like brunch. So it kind of an example setup of something I would do. So say like I break my fast at 11 a.m. And I might do like an egg white omelet and some toast. Yeah. At a place. And then meal two, I might go to a, a somewhere for lunch and I might have, you know, a grilled chicken salad with the dressing on the side and, you know, some fruit. Yeah. Meal three, I might go you know, to a uh, place to get tacos and I may get some, you know, ground beef tacos and with some corn tortillas and some chips and salsa. Yeah. Right. And then for my last meal of the day, I'll normally do whatever I want for dinner, like wherever we're going out. That could be Italian. That could be, you know, Mexican food. That could be burger and fry. Yeah. And I'll enjoy that meal. And I think that's important. You know, I'm not having to eat six meals a day or five meals a day. But I'm also making some decent decisions as mm -hmm. far as my meals and portion control For sure. so that I can enjoy the time spent wherever I'm at and get to experience the food and the culture of the area I'm at as well. Yeah. Like we can use, I mean, this is obviously like a very concise uh, comparison, but like when we went to Kyle's bachelor party in Gatlinburg, like I got up that morning, I still did, I did my cardio, but it was super early in the morning. Um, I stopped and got a coffee drove to from Nashville to Gatlinburg. Um, when I got there, I had a protein shake. And then we went out to lunch, and I we went to Mexican. I just got, like, double chicken fajitas. I didn't get tortillas. Ate that. And then, you know, we walked around, did some things around Gatlinburg. And then we went back to the uh, cabin, got ready, went to dinner, and I had, like, barbecue, right? Like, yep. super simple, right? Like, it wasn't, like, those were solid choices at that point and guess what it didn't hinder my progress because it's one day it'd be different if i binge ate the entire day and was just eating shit upon shit but it was like you just make the best conscious decision that you can make sure you're hitting your protein and then like everything else is going to kind of follow suit like if i'm usually eating six yeah. meals a day and i just ate three calorically i'm probably relatively close to where i should have been yep and that that's a that's uh one thing i try to stay cognizant of is i'm like all right Am I getting enough protein in? Yeah. Am I making healthy food choices? Like we don't have to eat burger and fry for every meal. You don't have yep. to have pancakes for every meal. Like keep in mind the protein, like you always want to have a good protein with everything yeah. and then, you know, make good choices, but you can really go to any place on a vacation and you don't have to bring your food. Yep. You don't have to follow a strict diet. You don't have to calculate your macros. We want you to enjoy your trip. We just want you to learn how to do it and still get progress or mostly not regress. We maintain. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's really it's very things. possible to do that. We want maintenance is what I'm looking for. Because yeah. the way I look at it too, like I just had, you know, Drew Yanilla is one of my favorite clients on this planet, loving to pieces, and he's lost a ton of weight. And what we do is, you know, every time he loses 20 pounds, I have like a four day diet break for him. Right. And we've done it enough where he's learned that it's not a four day bender of food because he has tried that before and it did not, he did not feel good afterwards. And so he just kind of eats freely, but he's, I've taught him how to make conscious decisions with wherever he wants to go. So he'll go out to eat for a couple meals, whatever it may be, and have some snacks here and there. And he won't gain any weight from that few days off. And then once we get back on the diet, guess what? He's going to lose two or three more pounds because like metabolically, he's going to adapt to being back in his, his routine. And so it was, we, we usually try to time those when he has a vacation. So he just went to the beach. He still lost three pounds. He didn't train for four days. 
He just, I told him, I was like, get your steps in, walk around, enjoy it. Like, if you want to have a couple drinks, go for it. Like, we've talked about how to approach that. And then nutritionally, just like, let's just avoid fried foods, right? Like, if you're going to, yeah. if you're at the beach, man, you've got access to like the best seafood ever. Like, I'm not going to go buy, I'm not going to get like a fried fish, right? I'm going to get like mahi-mahi and get it grilled because it tastes so great on its own. It doesn't need to be battered and deep fried. So we just lean towards better options. And then I'm like, hey, man, like a couple protein shakes during the day kind of eat a little bit freely have some fun if you yeah. want but he knows the he knows his limitations of where if he eats what he can and can't eat and if he eats what he shouldn't or he knows that he shouldn't the next day he's going to wake up and feel really awful yeah. and that's the same for me i know what i can get away with without feeling miserable the next day and that's like the worst thing to me nowadays it's just having like gi distress and everything that kind of comes with it it's a learning process for sure. You know, I think it's something you get better at as you do it more. And that's what I like my clients to do. And people I know is just, you know, once you do it, you kind of get a test run and then you tell me what you did and I can kind of tell you how you could have made better decisions, what you could have done better. Mm -hmm. But overall, I, I found, I like to try to plan myself two weeks off a year. Yeah. And I separate those sometimes, you know, like I may do a seven, seven day trip earlier in the year and a seven day trip later in the year. Yeah. And I think that's very beneficial for the mindset of bodybuilding, yeah. really keeping the love for it. And I, I think a lot of people forget to the relaxation part can kind of have a good reset for your body. I'm one of those people, you know, like yeah. I don't necessarily take a whole lot of time off during any part of the year. Like granted I'm in my busy season as far as traveling goes where I'm gone usually every weekend or almost mm -hmm. every weekend like we've discussed. But like beyond that, I I don't have a time where I'm like I'm gonna go to like Destin for a week or whatever it is. Yeah. I just and it's something that I need to make an effort to actually do because you guys have to remember taking a few days to go to the beach in the grand scheme of things is a drop in the bucket in life in general, especially mm -hmm. in our fitness journeys. And if that few days keeps you excited to train and bodybuild when you get back, that's incredibly beneficial yeah. because I've been burnt out before. So like, this is the best example of it. After my show in 2019 COVID hit, I took three months off because mm -hmm. I was so burnt out. Would it have been more worthwhile if I was just proactive and had a couple small diet breaks or mini vacations or whatever it may be probably because that probably would have saved yeah. me from taking three months off which is a huge hindrance to progress versus just a long weekend somewhere yeah you know? like you have to eat and drink so much over the span of that to actually do damage and yeah. that's not like a challenge to go do it please don't but it's like yeah. just reassurance of like make the best decisions, you might gain a little bit of water weight, and it'll come off by day two of being back in your routine. Yeah, it's super important to experience these things with family and friends too, because as we get older, um, when, I, when I was your age, man, I struggled with that mentally is like enjoying time with people because yep. I was so hardcore about everything. Yeah. Like I was so anal, like I was basically like OCD about like making sure everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've become a little bit more relaxed, which I think has helped me a ton mentally to like not burn out. You know, I, I've still kept my love for bodybuilding because of that. And yeah. I try to teach others how to do that now mm -hmm. because 
like, like you said, it's hard for you to even like kind of take a break. And I've had to tell you at times, like, all right, man, like when we went to Kyle's bachelor party, like for example, I remember you messaged me before and I know Ben messaged me and a few others like, Hey, how should I do food this weekend? Yeah. And you know, we're kind of feeling like, Oh man, like a little bit anxious because it's like, we're going to miss meals and all that. And I, I remember telling Ben, I was like, dude, bring, bring like one or two of your meals, but expect to eat out and just order stuff off the menu. And I remember Ben basically ordered exactly what I ordered. Yeah. And he had a great time. Yeah. And he had to tell me the same thing, man. And like, well, dude, like you even, you busted my balls earlier this year. I wasn't prep, but like, I didn't go see my parents for mother's day, which was yeah. like, and I still feel bad about that. Like I had to, you know, there are a lot of, I'm sorry, I had to give out after prep. And I took my parents to dinner after the fact, because like, I felt bad for it, but in that moment, I was like, I can't, because I also know what food my parents keep around the house, and I was like, I don't know if I can control myself, and like, that that thing is, like, bodybuilding's important, but like, 20 years from now, I'm going to cherish the memories I had with my parents more than being in prep that weekend, you know? One thing I've tried to do is make sure I'm making myself more available as a friend and as a human for, and as like a, you know, as a son or as a brother to my family, um, so by doing this, you know, say it's my brother's birthday and that my brother's birthday happens to fall on a Tuesday and they're like, hey, we're going out to eat at such and such. Well, if I'm not in prep, I'm going to go out to eat wherever my brother chose to go out to eat and I'm going to order something that's close to my plan. Yeah. So, so say he wants, you know, P.F. Chang's, which is one of his places he likes to eat at. Well, they have a steamed chicken option that doesn't isn't cooked in sauces and I can get, you know, some broccoli and I can get some steamed rice. Yeah. You can still go out to eat and get results. Like yeah. th- this can go for a lot of different events too. Like weddings are a big thing. Like yeah. I'm part of I think four weddings this year mm-hmm. and and I knew this year was going to come at some point. Like all my friends are going to get married. I'm so grateful to have so many good friends that have found great partners and they're ready to get married. And I've had to have a serious talk to myself. Like I want to be available for those days. I don't want to be sitting there carrying around all my meals. And, no. you know, so if you're part of a wedding or you're going to a wedding, what I would say is there's a lot of good ways to go about it. So if you're going to the wedding, I would get in most of your meals beforehand. Yep. Um, of course, weddings normally aren't till later than the day. Yep. And then I think it's very respectful to eat what they, what the, the wedding party decided to cater to the audience because they, they paid their money for that to be they there. They paid for you to eat food. So it drives you me did. crazy. If you're not in prep and you're bringing like a, you're bringing your meal prep container to a wedding when people have paid for your food, I do think it's a little bit rude. Um, mm-hmm. I understand being serious if you're in prep, like, you know, for example, Laura, we went to a wedding and she was two weeks out one time Yeah, and, you know, she had to bring her meal. That's understandable, but she still was part of the wedding. Like she was dancing with everybody. Mm -hmm. She was being very like, you know, active and making sure she was available. Yep. But if you're not in prep, don't bring your meal, don't bring your meal. You know, most weddings, they have some kind of decent option or you can just do portion control, but you know, beef be available and eat the food and enjoy the experience because people are usually get married once. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's nice to be available for that person and enjoy the whole experience. Yeah. That's what I mean with your, your wedding, for example, I was in the off season at that point and you guys had barbecue 
and it's pretty easy to make that work. You know, like I, I mean, I ate and I enjoyed myself, but I wasn't also like sitting there, like estimating how many ounces of pork I got. Like I'm there to enjoy you guys because I was excited to be there with you guys. I couldn't give a shit less about like, okay, how how much fat do I think this has? Do you think this is close? Who cares? I danced around enough and moved around enough that it wouldn't have mattered. And it's one event. Right. Like, and in that case, too, man, it's like if you feel kind of guilty about it and you're trying to get past that mental part, use it as your free meal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I've had t- plenty of people and they're like, I'm going to a wedding this week and how should I approach it? And I'm like, well, uh, I would say one of the best ways to do it is just use it as your free meal so you don't have any guilt. Like, yep. use it as your free meal, eat some of the food they provide. You don't have to go crazy. And then, you know, eat all your other regular meals during the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, we, you know, had a great time at your wedding and I went home. Went to bed, woke up the next day, ate my first meal, and then I went and trained, and everything yeah. was fine. Did not, yeah. didn't slow anything down. And, nope. like, again, the important part, I got to be around my loved ones and enjoy it with them versus yeah. being a stick in the mud and being and freaking out and being anxious about all of it. I, a lot of times I think the, the anxiety and cortisol that can sometimes come with these situations is more detrimental than the actual food you're eating. Yeah, I agree. It's some people just can't handle it mentally. And I know go at your own pace. Like I I always tell people it's you you are vacations. It's okay to, if you want to pack a few of your meals too, if that makes you feel better, you know, it's everybody moves at their gradual pace with this and getting past the mental aspect of, you know, being able to have that balance with your plan during special events. Some people, it's a little bit harder. I get it. I was that same way. And it took me years and years to build up to the point where I was like, you know, it's Christmas. I'm going to enjoy Christmas with my family. I don't need to sit here and measure my ham. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and here, yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I do like, granted, my parents cook healthier now. Right. So like when we do like Christmas or things, Thanksgiving's one exception, dude, I kind of ball out because I get to hang out with both, both sides of my, you know, both sets of grandparents. I go hard in the paint on Thanksgiving. I don't care to admit that. But like when I do Christmas with my family, you know, we're doing like pretty clean food and I just eat my meals and I eat until I'm full and I call it a day and we're good. And again, it doesn't do, it doesn't, it's not a detriment at that point. I think the arguments that it could cause, which granted my parents know what what I do now and they understand it, but I don't want to be disrespectful to them if they're allowing me into their home and they prepared this food for me to enjoy with them. I'm going to enjoy it. And yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel guilty for it anymore, you know. But one idea too, like let's let's look at it from like a like if we want to be proactive, let's say you're going on vacation, say you're going to the beach and you've got an Airbnb or whatever it is, you've got options, right? Like grocery stores still exist at the beach, which is crazy. Yeah. And I imagine your Airbnb probably has a kitchen. Or if you don't, and this is what I would recommend instead, so you're not spending hours a day cooking meals that you could be out doing something with your loved ones, you can go like meal prep companies deliver you can literally yeah. go to like to zilla meals order all of the food that you need and set a date for it to be scheduled to be shipped and to yeah. end up at your airbnb and boom you've got your meals for the week super simple exactly it's if all about being proactive that's the big difference like if it's traveling i think it, you can easily follow your meal plan you mm-hmm. just got to want to do it Mm-hmm. I I have no excuses and I'm no BS when it comes to traveling because I travel all the time too. Yeah, I I know you can go to a grocery store and I know you can buy stuff. You can buy chicken if you're really serious about this. Like you said, you'll use a meal prep company and you'll get your meals delivered. You can you can simply microwave you know a Zilla meal yeah. and 
and yeah. you have exactly what you need. They even customize their stuff there. You can order stuff, you know, by the pound. If your meal plan is five ounces of chicken, uh, 150 grams of rice, and 100 grams of vegetables, they will literally weigh that out for you, and they will label it as you know Chris's custom meal. Yeah, yeah. There, there. You got to remember, it's owned by a literal bodybuilder. Like he's, you're going to be taken care of in that right. But it's like you look at anything. Like when I'm traveling, right? Like if I'm driving, you know, more than three hours. What I'll usually do is like I'll get up, still do my cardio, everything else, and I'll just move. I might like because, again, we do it with my meals. We have the macronutrient breakdown. I might just make two shakes and bring those with me. And during my drive, I'll just do a shake, wait a couple hours, and I'll do my second shake. And I'll just macro swap it, add in the carb source that I need. I usually just blend up oats in that case and then stay on top of my hydration while I'm driving once I get in town, I either I'll go to the grocery store first thing, grab what I need, and wherever I'm staying, I start getting my food ready. Yeah, Super simple. I, I always pack my meals like the day before, and I'll put them in Ziploc bags. Yeah. Like for example, if we're if we're riding in the car, I'll I'll just pack up all what I'm exactly what I'm supposed to eat, and I'll put it in a cooler. And they even have microwaves that you can plug into your um, car adapter. Yeah. And you can warm up your meals on the road. You don't even have to stop at a gas station anymore, guys. Like. You can go on Amazon. I think it's like twenty bucks. It's you plug it into heater. yeah. It's a portable heater. You plug it into your car, and you put your meal in there, and you can time like for two minutes, and you open it back up, and it's heated. So the the one I used because so I was a a project manager for a number of years, and I worked all over Middle Tennessee, into Kentucky, and then in Alabama. And and there were some days I was dri- driving eight nine hours a day, just all over the place, tearing up the road. And that's what I found. I, I looked up on Amazon, like portable food heater for a car. And you literally just plug it into like the cigarette lighter thing, the nine volt. And um, it's just a hot plate that's insulated. So it'll yeah. heat the meal up to a certain temperature and it just stays that temperature. So I would just throw my meal in and just drive and drive and drive and drive. And my timer would go off to eat. I'd pull it out and I'd eat it and I'd throw the next meal in. And I did that all day long. Granted, I also don't care to eat cold meals. I've told the spaghetti meal before. But if you need to, you know, eat your meal warm or hot, which is totally fine, it's a $30 investment Yeah, more enjoyment, you know? Yeah. That's, there's, there's really no excuses anymore for people no. with traveling. I, I've got, you know, I've had guys that travel 250 plus days out of the year on planes and they're still getting their stuff done. It's all about how bad you want it and being prepared, you know? I, I see a lot of people and they're like, oh, I was on a plane this week, so I just didn't follow my plan at all. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not an excuse. You know, whenever I'm on a plane, I, I always pack up what I can for the first day so mm-hmm. I can have everything I need until I get there or just like until I can get to a grocery store. Yeah. Um, and if I have if I have an Airbnb I'm staying at has a kitchen, of course, you know, I'm just going to buy a lot of my meals fresh and I'm going to go ahead and just go get the groceries as soon as I get there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. But like a good example of when a meal prep company, I, I used uh, last year before Nationals in um, Orlando, I was literally coming back from my honeymoon the day yeah. before Nationals started. I remember and that. I remember I had to, uh, I messaged Jordan from Zilla meals and I sent him my exact meal plan and I was like, Hey man, I need you to, can you, can you go ahead and make me the chicken and rice meals and the chicken potato meals? And the, I had like a steak and potato meal too. And I was like, can you go ahead and just get these all measured out exactly and send them to this address of this Airbnb that we're staying at in Orlando. Yeah. And he had them there two days before I arrived. 
Yeah. So I had time to thaw out and I had Aaron Petrie put him in the fridge and I was good to go. Yep. I got yep. every single meal in exactly as it was supposed to be that whole week. Yeah. And it's possible to do these things. And I, I think it's just preparing and then having the will to be like, okay, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. It, it's, it, all, it is all preparation. And like I said, we, the resources are out there now, like with how we keep talking, we speak highly of Zilla for a reason, like with how, now that you can customize your meal, dude, like it's, it's foolproof. Like, and it's like you, you, you are able to do this how you so see fit, right? I have used that in the past. I've just, like we've said before, I just go to the grocery store and buy what I would always buy anyways, right? Yeah. It's easy. So that's kind of like if you need, I say need with a asterisk beside it, if it makes you feel more comfortable to control those variables, there are means to do it. But what yeah. we're trying to get at is if you're going to the beach for a few days, you don't, it's, it's there. It's simple to stay balanced with this and not go overboard as far as overeating. But again, the focal point should be spending time with your loved ones, right? Exactly. So I'm not going to, if, if, if when, when I've been out and about with my family, right? If I'm in Knoxville, I'm with my parents, I'm like, Hey, let's go out to eat. And they give out an option. I'm not going to say, no, I can't do that because they don't have what I need. I'm just going to not be a complete asshole when I go eat there, right? I'm not going to pick the worst thing on the menu. I'm yeah. just going to find something that I want to eat and that I will enjoy. And I'm going to not complain. And I'm going to be there to spend time with my parents, yeah. you know? There's there's something healthy on just about any menu now. And like sure. I've had people plenty of times send me the menu for where they're about to go eat for, you know, their – their dad's birthday or, you know, grandma's celebration of whatever she's doing. But, uh, and I, I will tell them exactly what I would order. I'll be like, or I'll give them some options. Like I had a girl send me, she was going out for a birthday party last week and she was like, Hey, we're going to this place. What can I order? And I was like, well, first off, what, are, what do you see here that you would like? And I'll yeah. approve of it. Yeah. And, you know, she picked something that was reasonable and I was like, okay, well, Let's do that, but I want you to do only half the half the serving of the potatoes they give you. Yeah. So we can just have a little bit less carbs. And she was like, oh, that's easy. Okay, I can do that. Super and, simple. you know, th those are simple things that you can do and how you can actually use a coach to kind of guide you and teach you how to make this a lifestyle. I, I will say. That's the goal. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. You're, go ahead, bro. I, I, I think the we said every restaurant has something healthy. Do you remember last year when I was in Savannah post-show? <laughs> oh god! I, I just text you about the food situation. Yes. Was, oh man. So we yeah. after prejudging, um, I had we I obviously was was splitting center stage, and so Tyler was like, "Okay, go get like a sirloin and and sweet potato fries," and I was ecstatic. So the person I was with at the time was like, "I'll find it. Don't worry about it." And uh, we pull up to this restaurant. We there's like a twenty minute wait, and I'm getting. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm hangry. And I, we sit down and I open up the menu and I'm like, okay, where's the sirloin at? And they're like, well, is that not it? And it was like chopped steak. And if you read the description, it was like, it was like country fried steak in like Sal's like gravy. And I was like, in no world, in no world is that a sirloin. So I was like, let me call Tyler. And so I called Tyler and I'm like, hey man, so this is what's going on right now. And all you said was, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, this is what I'm looking at, dude. And he was like, grilled chicken and sweet potato fries. And I just went, okay. And I hung up. So there might be one restaurant out there that doesn't have a healthy option. Yeah. And I found I mean, it. Like, 
for example, like you can't really go to like raising canes and get, <laughs> and you can't maybe like three three items on the menu and like one of them's chicken fingers, one's French fries. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then and then yeah. coleslaw. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of this is obvious, but I mean, if you're going to you know say a chain restaurant like yeah, Chick Fil A. Yeah. You know they've got grilled chicken sandwich. They've got fruit cups. They've got grilled chicken nuggets. Super I easy. Easily, if you messaged me and you told me what your macros were, I could tell you exactly a combination of those three that would be right about there. Oh yeah, Chick Fil A is probably yeah. the easiest, one of the easiest for sure. But you go to any like corporate chain, like you go to like a Ruby Tuesdays or like Oh Charlie's or anything like that, they're going to have healthy options. You know, yeah. it's like it, 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 the the exception is if you've got like a hole in the wall mom and pop spot and granted like you can even just ask your server like hey can you just do like grilled chicken and a baked potato and sure enough they probably can they probably can right i wouldn't be like super like okay i need six and a half ounces and everything else but like you can probably get them to work with you if you're polite and you ask nicely and you tip well as you should yeah um you can usually find something to fit you know that's that's one thing i've done in prep too um whenever people are going out to eat because I've literally went there sometimes. I've ordered just like lettuce and cucumbers, and then I bring my own chicken. Yeah, and I put it on top of it just so like because you know some restaurants are kind of weird about you bringing your own food and everything, or like just sitting there. Yeah. So I, and I've had some people be like, "Man, I want to go out to eat this place, but they don't let you bring your own food in." I'm like, "Well, they're not going to have anything against it if you order, you know, some spinach leaves and some cucumbers, and then you pour your chicken on top of it." Yeah. Like the, whatever they might charge you some money for it, but. At least you're, you know, eating on their plates and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's always something I, I say to to still go out with your friends. Like, cook your own chicken at home. Bring your little sauces in your purse or in, like, a little bag or whatever the hell you want. You carry stuff in. Mm-hmm. Order, you know, some lettuce leaves. Mm-hmm. And put your own food on top of it. It's not going to be a big deal. And you're, you're still going to be able to enjoy that dinner experience. Yeah, and it's all about the experiences, right? Like this, ultimately, like we've said, like this sport is is all encompassing, but there's a time and a place for all aspects of it. And ultimately, like you know, human interaction is really what life is all about. So, like you said, being more present. Now I've I, now that I'm out of prep because I've prepped for most of the year. I'm now a yes man. If my friends are in town and they want to see me, and I'm able to, I'm gonna go see them. Yep. now's the time, right? I've been selfish all year. And like with 4th of July, all, three of my closest friends, we were all finally going to be in the same room together for the first time in nearly two years. I wasn't going to miss it for the world, right? Yeah. Same like when we hang out. Like when you ask me to come visit, dude, I'm I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, like because that's what actually fucking matters in life yeah. is seeing everybody. So if you're yeah. not in prep, just like like take the advice that we've given, right? But like, learning how to prepare ahead of time so that it's 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 easier for you it doesn't provide as much anxiety but go be with your people mm-hmm. at the end of the day just go be with yep. your people super important uh learning how to enjoy life experiences and mentally still get progress that's how you create a lifestyle with this yeah and that's something i preach all the time is like we we want this to turn into something that you can do for until you know the rest of your years yeah and and enjoy it yeah because again it goes back to it like this is a long game we're playing like this is for some people they'll be doing this for decades on end and in order to make it to whatever you deem your end goal when you've finally come to peace with your career in bodybuilding to get there 
you have to be able to proactively prevent burnouts. I don't care how much you love the sport. I've allowed the sport to be everything to me for a very long time. You, there will be a time that you will, you can and will burn out if you are not careful as somebody who's done it many times, right? Like this sport, the people who tend to be the best tend to be neurotically obsessed with it. And that is a great thing until it's not. And you at some point have to learn how to pump the brakes, you know? And so these small moments throughout life of being with loved ones, going on vacation, all these things provide that balance that allow you to proactively prevent a burnout, right? Like when I go on these trips, you know, I love my routine. I make sure that I follow the routine as closely as I can. I love being in a new environment. It makes me feel better. But then by the end of the trip, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back home and get back in my, like I'm daydreaming about like my flow and the routine and the schedule I follow every day. So when I get back, I'm excited. I'm motivated to do what I need to do. And it actually makes me more productive because it's not as, it doesn't feel as mundane, as monotonous as it usually does. It feels like it's a new, exciting thing again. That's why I travel most weekends. Yeah. I've gotten it to a point now where I kind of know my, my whole diet and what it's going to be like whenever I travel. And, uh, one thing I'm big on is like when I know it's vacation time, is I will get the same breakfast pretty much every morning if it's available. And it is from Starbucks. Yeah. These can be. I'll get two the reduced fat turkey bacon sandwiches. So good. And I'll some I'll get my uh my iced coffee with it. Yeah. Which is just like a black iced coffee, you know, cold brew. And that's normally I think that's around fifty 50 protein, 50 carbs, and about 15 fat. Maybe 15, 10, 15 fat. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, you know, and then if you need extra protein, you can, I, I sometimes bring a protein shake with that. Yeah, or even the egg yeah. bites they have, the macro. They, they have the egg those. bites, the, the egg white bites, which I think are like, you know, 16 protein and like four fat. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. delicious too. Yeah, and those are easy things you can order like at a restaurant and why, like, why are at the airport? Every single damn airport has a Starbucks. Yeah. And they're always Except consistent. Lexington. They have a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> the Starbucks <laughs> is always consistent. That's why I'm obsessed with it. I get Starbucks almost every day because they don't miss. It's always the same quality product wherever you go. And yep. it's consistent. So and I do the same thing often, like when I travel, like if I need to. Or like even like Chick-fil-A, you get the egg white griller without cheese. And like yep. your coffee, which there's usually a Starbucks right beside a Chick-fil-A, thank God. And you're you're golden. Yeah. This is where these tools come into play, right? There's a time and a place to apply them as and you shouldn't do this every day because it's obviously not on your meal exactly. plan. But again, it goes back to what you said earlier. Communicate with your coach. Hey, man. Oh, and communicate in an adequate amount of time. Not, hey, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Hey, a couple weeks from now, I'm going on vacation. What do I do? Exactly. Hey, here. Yeah. And then you, like you said, you have a vacation guide. And we sit down. We, we Like what I do is I usually just schedule a phone call, kind of talk about everything in a game plan. And then you you move on with it, right? But it's all about being proactive and communicating with your coach. Yeah. So that's what we're kind of trying to teach everybody. You know, there, there's a way to go about this where you can still get results and still be a human being. And yeah. I'm a big time person on um, adhering about 90 to 95%. Mm-hmm. And my opinion is key to the best progress you possibly can get. So if that means, you know, one time a week you're deciding to meet macros at Starbucks on your breakfast or at Ooh. first watch in some way. Normally you can get away with something like that. Yeah. If it keeps you, know, you on track as far as just doing that and that's enough to kind of keep scratching or scratch that itch yeah. and you're not having to go eat three pints of Ben and Jerry's, I'd rather be the lesser of the two evils at the end of the day. Exactly. Like I, I have one guy and I programmed um 
So what he does every Tuesday is he does two of his, his two last meals. He puts the macros together and he goes and gets sushi and he fits his macros. Yeah. And you know, that, that equates to like 80 protein, 120 carbs and like 20 fat. So he's able to get like three or four rolls of sushi. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that keeps his mental game strong though. Yeah. And I think that's a fabulous way to kind of keep somebody motivated and feel like they're cheating whenever yeah. in reality they're still following exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. This, this ultimately is all about, like we keep saying guys, this is all about your mental, your mental health and where you're at and staying motivated. So, um, yep. we are unfortunately coming to an end. Um, like we said before, soon we should be able to provide you guys with even longer episodes. Um, do you have any other closing statements of wisdom, Tyler? No, if you guys have any questions about how to travel, how to go about vacation guidelines, you know, I'm always glad to answer stuff for free. I will tell you every client I have, that's my goal is to teach you guys how to do this. Um, yeah. So if you're going on a vacation, you have one planned soon. Remember to remind me that you are doing that so Talk. that I can show you what to do. Talk to your coaches, guys. We love and appreciate all of you. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Modcast.